All right, we are officially live on Twitch. So that means anything that we mess up on is a lie out there, right? Because it's not the edited video. That's correct. So the value of this is people get to see it raw and unedited. And since it's on Twitch, it only stays on the video. The VOD only stays on there for, I think it's 14 days and then it disappears. Well. So if they want to join in while we're doing it, that's a cool thing. Other than that, they'll have to catch the audio after it's edited and put out, which, you know, at this point, this we're about to do episode 20, which will come out this Wednesday. And then episode 21, which we're going to record right after this, uh, will go out uh, not next Wednesday, but the Wednesday after that. So they get a chance to see it like way in advance before I edit it, it down and pick the audio waves apart and fix everything and cut everything out that we don't need in there. But uh, welcome to another episode of Anime Autopsy. I am Romeo Stone and this is episode 20. We're still in The Rising of the Shield Hero, season one. This will be part five. We're closing out um, of season one here. And if I'm not mistaken, a lot happened in these episodes, right? I haven't moved past the vibe check because you didn't introduce me. It's very selfish. Oh, that is correct. You want to start all the way over? No, it's already out there now. No, my feelings are hurt. All right. Well, that lovely, beautiful voice you're hearing and seeing on Twitch, if you were in here, is this is Peach Lee. Say hi. Hi. You sound very offended. I'm very offended. So speaking of Twitch, uh, we are starting to do our recording sessions live on Twitch. Um, if you want to get a hold of these episodes way in advance and hear all of the, the weird, crazy shit we cut out, which there are plenty of things that we do cut out, join us on my Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Romeo Stone. All these links and stuff are always going to be in the bio for everybody's ease. But uh, if you want to jump in, say like we're doing two episodes in this recording session, and it's going to be the episode coming out this coming Wednesday, and then the following Wednesday, so you're getting some of these two weeks in advance. I think we're going to start doing some just random side quest streams just in general. I feel like maybe we should like... Uh, I don't know, like the episodes that we're going to be doing, we could watch them live on stream and just send the video through Discord if that's legal. Maybe that's not legal. I mean, it could work out if we actually watched them at the same time, but we typically don't. I always watch them when I'm working out, but we could. Exactly. We could do like anime movies that we're not doing anything on. Doing it, doing it that way. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, speaking of socials, uh, join the Facebook group. We're so close to 69 members. <laughs> I'm going to screenshot Please it. Please make his dreams come true. And then, uh, the links in bio for that. And then follow us at, at Anime Autopsy on TikTok and Instagram. But uh, leave us a five-star review on Spotify or whatever platform you're using. Leave us a voicemail or send us an email autopsy 90 at gmail.com you can leave us a voicemail request jokes just whatever whatever you want to do and then as always our logo is made by blue room media 
for all of your art inquiries, uh, reach out to Brandon and tell him that we sent you. Okay, let's get into the Rising of the Shield Hero. Episode 21 through 25 is going to close out this series. I went into Overload today because I pretty much watched all five of these episodes and then rewatched all five of the fairy tale episodes we're going to be doing next. My brain is exploding with information. What the fuck happened in these episodes? I feel like it was a lot and we got introduced to a lot of characters that we um, have not previously seen. Yeah. Um. Thanks for putting me on the spot because I totally just brain farted. Well, I feel like episode 21 is going to be my favorite and also your favorite due to the name changes. Oh, I don't know what I'm allowed to say and it can't Go ahead. say. Fuck yeah. Sorry. Okay. I feel better. I was so fucking excited for this. I know. I was working I re- out and you came downstairs just to <laughs> tell me that you watched the episode. I'm so excited. I've been calling her that since episode one. So, yeah. So, episode 21, now for me, is Triumphant Return. I read the description. I was doing notes. And then, like, I for the life of me, couldn't remember what happened at the end of episode 20. I was like, his return? What the fuck happened to now for me? And then I had to, like, watch the last five minutes of the episode. I was like, oh, yeah, they got into a fight with the Pope. <laughs> See, I forgot, too, when it started off. I was like, what do they mean he's been asleep for, like, however long now? I, I for sure thought that I had missed something or skipped over an episode or something. Yeah. And then she's like, oh, well, you've been asleep since our fight with the Pope. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. So episode 21, Nalphamy's triumphant return. After Nalphamy survives, thanks to the queen's help. Her name is just hard to say. <laughs> I'm just going to say the queen. Marilia? Marilia. My brain know. just wants to say something else, though. She comes to visit him and tells him the truth behind the summoning of the heroes and the discrimination against the shield hero. She also promises to clear his name and hold a trial for Altcray and Mind Crimes. This is the last time we'll be saying those names. <laughs> so, after Nalfami spends three days recovering, the Queen apologizes to Nalfami for all of the troubles that the three heroes, Church, Mine, and Altcray, had caused him, claiming that she was absent due to the commotion caused by them summoning all four heroes as they originally intended to have a hero summoned by a different nation to fight the waves around the world. So I, I knew I was like remembering something from my first watch to do with this. Like we've kind of been talking about how they were supposed to be fighting off waves, not just in that kingdom. And they were supposed to be spread out throughout the nation. Yeah. So the next day, the uh, she dethrones Altcray and puts a slave sigil on mine to force her to confess all crimes. For their transgressions, uh, the queen removes all of mine and Altcray's royal privileges and sentences them to death. However, just as they're about to be executed, now they realizing that mine is truly pleading for her life. So there's no bullshit. She's not scheming. She has that sigil on her chest, so she can't can't lie. Yeah, it's a slave sigil. It's the same one that um, Raftalian and um, Philo have, essentially. He interrupts the execution and proposes that both Mine and Altcray should be spared. But having their names officially changed to Bitch or Whore 
So mine is bitch, but her adventure name is whore. And then King Altgrey is no longer king, has no king privileges, and his name is trash from here on out. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, I don't think she's addressed him yet, but, like, say, you know, they're still together, whatever, she comes, she just comes in and she's like, hello, trash. <laughs> and she's talking to her daughter, she's like, hello, bitch. Oh, my God. She or does. Whore. It's so fun because she yeah. calls her by mine accidentally and she goes, oh, I'm sorry. Bitch. <laughs> I just love that they included whore. Because yes. that was one of the very first things that I said from episode one. And it's great because the queen actually insists on uh, on whore. And she's like, oh, what about she goes by so-and-so. It's like Melty. No. She goes by another name. Malty. Whenever, Malty. Uh, whenever she's an adventurer. Uh, so she's like, well, let's go ahead and cover up that alter ego as well. <laughs> Which is weird. So her name is Mine. Mm-hmm. But she goes by Malty when she's adventuring, and her little sister's name is Melty. Yeah. Kind of weird. Like, <sighs> jealous much? I feel like, I mean, the only way I can make sense of it is, like, maybe when she's out adventuring, she's a potential ransom, you know, where people could, like, kidnap her and then ransom her off back to her family, you know? Yeah, but why a name so closely to her sister? Is what I don't get. I don't fucking know. She usually doesn't lack in creativity as far as her schemes go, so maybe her naming abilities suck. Fucking sure. Whore. Whore. (laughs) I was so excited. That's why I've laughed every time you've called her a whore. (laughs) It's like, oh, you just wait. (laughs) Uh, The queen then declares the three heroes' church will be abolished, and then the original religion that worships all four heroes will be reinstated for the kingdom. As it should. Yeah. Church and state should be separate. There you go. <laughs> Amen. I mean, hold on. I'm confused. Afterward, Nalphamy's party bids uh, farewell to M- uh, Melty, who decides to remain at the castle as a princess while they fight the waves. After they leave, um, the queen reveals to Melty she was going to sacrifice herself to appease the public opinion and stop the execution that, you know, if Nalfamy had not, you know, intervened on his Which own. makes no sense because Trash married into the royal family, right? Right. So wouldn't he, wouldn't he stay king or would it go to Melty? Well, I'm sure they would have still stripped them of their whatever and it would have went to Melty. Okay. But she would have given her life instead. We'll say, don't give it to fucking trash. That'll still be going bad. Right. So exiting the city, the shield party is bid farewell by the Mellormark citizens. And Alphamy finally accepts his role as the shield hero. So we're getting to see the general public in mass uh, that would usually be throwing tomatoes at him or some shit um, are finally on his side. So that's cool. That's where episode 21 ends. Let's get into episode 22. Episode 20, Dixie's in there howling. Episode 22, uh, Four Heroes Council. Council? Council? After being unable to for so long, Nalfami finally gets to upgrade his party's classes. He then takes part in a meeting of the four cardinal heroes held under the, um, is it guys? Held under the, I can't read. Yeah, it's guys. 
of the celebratory banquet. That's a bunch of weird words, like, all together. I'm having a stroke. Uh, there he learns of the existence of a bonus stage with increased XP earnings. Meanwhile, Ralph Talia gets into a fight at the party because she's been drinking. I don't blame her. <clears throat> you know, every now and then I forget that they're in a, a video game or whatever. So, like, that, the mention of XP, I'm like, wait, hold the f- fucking minute. <laughs> Like, what are you talking about, XP? We're in medieval times. Not a, no, like, that's right. We're in a video game that is in a medieval time. So, Nalfami's party goes to the Dragon Hourglass to receive their class up upgrades, but the ritual fails. Um, the queen speculates that Fitoria's blessing is interfering somehow, revealing herself as a philolial otaku? Otaku? Which I guess is a fanatic? <laughs> Because whenever she they bring up the uh, Fitoria, um, like Melty starts talking about how she got to ride her, and she's like totally oh, yeah. jealous of it. She's like, "No way!" <laughs> oh, so we it was know. cute though to see her fangirl over something. Instead oh of yeah, just being serious all the time. Well, you definitely see which kid took after which parents in this episode. That's for sure. Oh my god, yes. Because even though bitch slash whore was, you know whatever she's still trying to scheme and she's like poisoning their food and drink and shit too and i'm surprised what's his name kept her in his party like why would you want her he is stupid he really is the spear hero is a dummy but uh during a bank with the four heroes have a private meeting whilst raftalia fights a drunken boat party member Mauled, uh, he's the guy with the mustache, uh, for insulting Nalfi, causing a brawl amongst the hero parties. Is that a girl? Yeah, punch, punch him around that big <laughs> mustache. Meanwhile, Melty thwarts Bitch, attempting to poison Raftalia's and Philo's food during the meeting. Um, the queen informs the heroes of an upcoming special, I don't know how to say this, Calmira Archib. Pelago event. The only thing that I can make it make sense to is that if you ever played Pokemon back in the day, there was this uh, uh, section of the game called the Safari, and you could go in and get extra XP. Kind yeah. of the same thing. And they they always had uh, Pokemon there within the Safari that you would never find anywhere else in the game. I'm pretty sure... Wasn't that giraffe Pokemon in that Safari? I specifically remember that Pokemon. Yes. And I think in another game, uh, that was the one place you can catch Scyther, I think. And one of two places you could catch Sandshrew. Why do I remember that? I have no idea. So yeah, they're at this, uh, they're, they're get word of this event that's happening where everyone gains bonus experience points, giving them the opportunity to level up before the next wave. So they know the wave is inevitably going to come. So... I get, you know, the shield hero is definitely behind as far as levels go and experience as far as like the way he can use his abilities as far beyond uh, the other heroes, but yeah. he's been held back this entire time. We're in episode 22 and he's not been able to class up at the hourglass until now. And he's still kicking everybody's asses. Exactly. Uh, to help each other, the heroes elaborate on their weapons, hidden functions, including a special weapon copy system. However, they devolve into arguing over the better power leveling method, so Nalfami leaves in disgust. 
per usual. But this is very interesting. So he has basically broken his back um, buying upgrades and weapons and stuff like that when he could have just used this copy method, as they called it, in yeah. order to get everything. So, like, I think the first thing he does is go to... Um, What's his name's uh, shop and just <laughs> copies does. every shield. He's like, what yeah. the fuck, man? <laughs> yeah, he just makes copies of everything. And Rough Child's like, what about this? And he just starts copying that, too. And he's like, oh, don't worry. I'll pay you back. And then he's just like, oh, you scoundrel. After he was just pissed off about it. It's like. Well, he should know by now that Naofumi at least keeps his promises. Everybody he yeah. said he's going to pay back, he has. In one way or another. Just makes me wonder, how does that guy even make money at this point? So, yeah. He ponders... Oh, he, he also ponders rebuilding the village someday that um, that Raftalia came from. So, we're going to start getting into that here pretty soon. Uh, now, for me, briefly encounters a pair of travelers. Um, it was just very sudden, random, but he, he bumps into two travelers uh, randomly, but they will show back up. Eventually, the next morning, Nafmi boards the ship headed for Calmira. I hope that's pronounced right. However, since the other heroes took most of the ship's cabins, Nafmi's party must share a room with the aforementioned pair of travelers. Now, I don't think I'm going to say this right, but Laark, Berg, and Theresa Alexandrite. That... I thought he just called him Lark. Is it Lark? I think so. That's even better. Lark and Theresa. But that is it for episode 22, short and sweet. Uh, episode 23, Cal. <laughs> I'm just not going to say the A word. CMA. So I'm just, okay. Episode 23, Calamira. On the ship to Calamira, Nafami once again runs into Lark, who keeps throwing him off. However, the strange man's friendly nature shines through and Nafumi quickly takes a liking to him. After having a fun time and grinding levels and a lively meal, Nafumi feels happy and fulfilled for the first time in this world. Oh, be ashamed if something were to happen to you. Is your... he in the closet? Because this whole time, he's not happy until he gets around another man. You know, I'm just kidding. I don't think he's like that. Outside of the accusations from episode one, sex has not really been any part of this anime whatsoever. Yeah, and after the first episode, I was kind of expecting it at some mm -hmm. point. Yeah. And we've not noticed a... S yeah, nothing. Yeah, no, no one... There's not even a... There's no booby shot. There's no overly perverted character that's trying to, like, grab at a female either. There's no. just, like, that one rape accusation in episode one. And, I mean, that's, seeing that's cleavage. Just... Well, yeah. That, that's, like, every anime. It's everyday life. <laughs> It just makes me wonder if that was like a conscious decision, like um, like in Inuyasha, how they the creator didn't want um, the girl didn't want her to be like over sexualized yes. or anything like that. No matter what position she was in, you could never see up her skirt ever. You could see her boobies, but that's it. No nip. <laughs> yeah, if there's no nipple, it doesn't count. Exactly. It's just cleavage. Introducing themselves, Lark and Theresa. Think Nalfami's name is an alias, having heard of the despicable shield hero. That just goes to show like how fast and how far uh, bullshit travels within these nations. 
Yeah. Once the heroes arrive at Calmira, uh, Governor Habenberg escorts Hanafami's party to the resort inn, while the other heroes' parties recover from seasickness. Didn't everybody get seasick um, from the other heroes? Yeah, the other groups? three. I'm pretty sure it was all three of them, wasn't it? And now for me, it was the only one that wasn't affected by it. If that's not just fucking karma, I don't know what is. It's about the only time karma showed up in this fucking show. She's dilling her hands out. She was taking a big, long nap for 20-something episodes. But, you know, you never know when karma's going to strike. Could be tomorrow, could be 10 years. She'll get there. So, learning a new boosting spell, Nafami takes his party for XP grinding across the... Let's come up with a fucking name for this place. It's Ar- Archipelago. I'm not saying that. <laughs> island. The I- it's an island, right? Yeah, it's an island. So, the island. The X- We're going to call it the XP island. So, grinding across the XP island... Fashioning new weapons from monsters for Raptalia and Philo. So at night, a concerned Lark and Theresa find Nalfami's party and take them to a party at a diner to end the day. After Theresa patronizes Nalfami for an accessory, he crafts a beautiful item with a rare gem, much to Theresa's uh, jubilation. So like she's like, holy shit. Like... This is good. Like, you have actual skill. And we'll come to find out that these are... I don't want to fucking ruin it, but whatever. If You've probably already watched the episodes if you're listening to this. But they are heroes from another world. And which we'll find that out here at the end of this episode. So they're real people, quote-unquote, from a different realm. Probably of Japan or something like that. Just like Nafami is. So her seeing like this skill, like this raw skill that he's, you know, acquired with, you know, while being there is crazy to her. So the following day, co-oping with Lark and Theresa, they um, grind XP. Now for me, also learns uh, Theresa's magic flames actually heal him when uh, engulfed for whatever reason uh, by sunset. The duo take their leave, thanking now for me for the day and hope to meet again soon. So as Nalfami's party, um, they're relaxing at the beach. Philo discovers a undersea temple, as you do, piquing Nalfami's uh, curiosity to investigate. Upon arrival, Nalfami's shield opens to the door where a dragon hourglass resides, and by linking to it, he learns the next wave is due at Calmira in 48 hours. I love how... Um... Raftaya was getting trying to get compliments on her bikini. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, that looks great. She is so thirsty for really? his exception. <laughs> I understand. I don't really because I don't. I, I think don't you really get plenty of attention. Look at me like that. I'm like, look away. I'm not dressed. Virtuize. So I'm doing the, the crappy hands trying to mm-hmm. get, get to you. That's all for episode 23. Let's jump in at 24. Episode 24, Guardians of Another World, Melmark? Melmark. Melmark brings a large fleet to fight the wave out at sea while the queen takes charge and leads the operation well. The other three heroes prove useless yet again, leaving Nalfami to do it all alone. Later, he gets help from Lark and Theresa. 
to fend off the monsters, but then... I don't think I finished the description. Whoops. Oh, I thought it was just supposed to be like a cliffhanger. But then, like, you know, wait, there's more. Well, I guess we could play it that way. because That's I why just... I said it like that. <laughs> I forgot to finish it. But uh, some shit's about to go down. Um, learning of the wave now for me uh, warns uh, the queen and she amasses a large naval fleet while Lark and Theresa also sail to the waves with the fleet. While the Navy uh, fights the smaller creatures, the four heroes fight the boss monster, but they are unable to do much damage to it, and it's uh, Lark and Theresa that ultimately kill it. So we're starting to see that they are powerful as fuck. Yeah. Like, they are not like anybody they've come across really i mean the closest one would probably be fatoria as far as power goes or but glass it, yeah or glass hold mm. on to that one till later but uh lark and then three said attack the heroes explaining they are from yet another world uh, besieged by the waves in order to save their home world they must kill the four heroes we're starting to get um, in. We're expanding the worlds, so the heroes, and maybe even Alfme to a degree, but for sure the other three heroes, uh, they think that they are the bee's knees, right? So like they think that they are the most important people because they are the heroes. Now we're starting to expand this world, and realize that there are other worlds that are also fighting for their ability to live. So these uh, Lark and Theresa are heroes designated from their own home worlds. Yeah. Which was kind of confusing to me if I'm being honest. Like where exactly did they come from? Well, that's just it. They are um okay, the way I understand it, it's one or two ways. They are well, let's see. Let's break this down. So they are heroes that were summoned uh from somewhere I'm trying to think, because didn't Glass go back through the wave to get back home? I'm pretty sure. So Okay. The only way it really makes sense is that they're coming in. So there are these waves, and who, whichever world wins gets to survive, I guess. So, like, if Nalfami and the four heroes don't beat these waves, their world is going to be destroyed, right? That's yes. the whole crux of the series. So there is another side of the coin where these other heroes come from their world, like Glass, you know, how she came through that wave to defeat Nalfami and the other heroes. If she doesn't win, if her team doesn't win, their home gets destroyed. Like, that's the only way it really makes sense to me. And I, I don't think we're going to get into it until season two, as far as explanation goes. Yeah, because I think that's what I'm finding so confusing, or maybe just because I'm simple-minded. The fact that they're in the wave, but it's being sent to where Nalfami is. My whole thing is, why are they there already? Yeah, because I figured if they're being hit by waves too, wouldn't they stay in their world and defeat waves there? Like, why Unless are they being they sent? Or the waves. Yeah. Like, that's the only way it makes sense for me. And is why that if they, do they have to... So, let's let's think about this from the opposite point of view. Like, from the other hero's point of view, Lark and Theresa and Glass. 
every like when the waves hit, they have an hourglass probably in their own world or their own realm or wherever they're coming from, where it's a countdown. Like we have to get strong because we have to attack when this next wave starts. Yeah. As opposed to our heroes, like now for me and our four heroes, they have that hourglass and they they know when the hourglass uh, is empty, the wave is coming and they must defend. Which is still so weird because it's like, why can't they both just coexist? What is the point of the waves? Right. At this point in my head, I'm like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Like I, I can almost guarantee I, I've not seen anything from season two yet. I think it's all out, maybe <laughs> mostly, but I have just a weird suspicion that there are bigger figures in the game that we've not even come close to meeting mm. where it's like a chess game between two people. So there's like these two different worlds competing with each other and it's like, oh, my side's going to win. No, my side's going to win. And it's going to be like two people going head to head. And Nalfami and the heroes are just ants in this chess game or something. But until then, let's, I guess, get unsidetracked and finish out this episode. Um, uh, Lark easily knocks the other three heroes away while Theresa keeps the fleet at bay, leaving only Nalfami's party to face them. Lark and Theresa initially have the upper hand, fending off Raftalia and Fila's attacks, managing to partly bypass Nalfami's defenses. Melty then intervenes in the battle with her presence contributing magical supports helping Nalfami focus on the battle I, the, the other three heroes are just of no use pretty much like absolutely Nothing no new. use sitting over there diddling their thumbs just oh, finger popping oh. each other's assholes what are we gonna do guys harder why aren't my attacks working I'm strong Nalfami's party soon outsmarts Lark and Theresa through clever tactics, as they usually do with most of their enemies, uh, resulting in Lark being wounded. But Glass suddenly arrives, revealing she is allied with Lark and Theresa. Glass is impressed with Nalfami's uh, being stronger since they last met, preparing to battle him again. And that's the end of episode 24. Because once again, he's the only one worth fighting. Well... In their first encounter, Glass immediately picked out, hey, he is a true hero. He is the strongest. And he hadn't even done much at that point no. in, in that whole uh, fight. But he was like, I guess, hero material or something. I don't know. Well, I mean, he's the only one doing anything to really, you know, save people's lives and save the world. The others are, I feel like, just kind of dicking around, doing what they want. Yeah. Causing problems. So, is that me? On the next one. All right. Episode 25. The Rising of the Shield Hero. Don't you love it whenever the anime names an episode after it's time? Oh, yeah. I think Fairy Tale's first episode is literally just called Fairy Tale. I think it's the Fairy Tale. Well, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, you were wrong. There's a the in there. I for sure misspelled tale wrong in, in the notes at first in Fairy yeah. Tale. Like, I, I went back and corrected it. I was like, Oh, that's a, I, I realized I'd never spelled fairy tale before. I was like, I guess not. It didn't dawn on me until like the red lines was like, hey, did you mean this? I'm like, wait a fucking second. <laughs> I sure fucking did. I sure did Google Docs. 
Episode 25, The Rising of the Shield Hero, it turns out that Glass, like Lark, is also a hero from Otherworld. Nafumi barely fights off their combo attacks and then corners Glass in a one-on-one -on -one battle, but is then faced with an all-important question. Does he truly wish to protect this world? No. Bam, 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 bam. I think it's pretty obvious at this point that he kind of does. I think he despises that world. He just loves his uh, party, party, basically. Yeah, I can't blame him for that one. Everybody else has been, besides the queen and Melty, kind of dicks. Well, it's not like this last time he was at the kingdom was the only time he was there and had a good experience. Yeah. So, thank you, queen. Nalfami uh, confronts Glass in single combat where she reveals herself as a hero from Lark's homeworld, the fan hero. Let's be honest. These other heroes have some shit weapons, right? Am I right? I mean, Kagra in Inuyasha fought with fans, and she was pretty badass. I mean, I guess. But, like, in... I don't know. Like, I guess Mortal Kombat, they had fan weapons. But let's be honest. You go into a room, and they say, pick your weapon. Who's coming out with fans? Probably a female in a very skimpy outfit. <laughs> Probably. Cleavage from more than one area on your body needs to be shown if you're going to be a fan expert. Let that sink in. Uh, so yeah, she's a fan hero. Now for me, discovers Glass is weak against his Soul Eater shield, but hesitates and willing to kill her since he realizes she is trying to protect her own world. Raftalia then intervenes, reminding Nafumi that there are many people in this world that he wants to protect. So get your head out of your ass. It's basically kill or be killed. And I mean, I feel like that's what he's been going through this entire series so far. Try not to die. You're going to question shit now? Mm -mm. Well, it, there's been a huge shift. Like him realizing that these aren't just monsters in a wave. These are people fighting for the same thing he's fighting for, really. So, meanwhile, uh, Queen finds uh, Lysia Ivy Red. I don't, whatever. I think this may be the first time we've seen her. Uh, a bow party novice and has her launch liquor barrels at glass. Glass is quickly intoxicated by the powerful alcohol, forcing Lark and Theresa to help her to withdraw as the wave time limit runs out. That was a that was a big head move. Ian, yes. Big brain. Big brain. But it's funny that they said she was in the bow party because like this entire time they never really had parties sword and bow were just kind of hanging out together where'd you get parties from i guess they did maybe honestly she might have only been shown on the first episode whenever they chose parties i really don't remember <laughs> that's why i was like i have no idea who this fucking is <laughs> oh. so returning to calmira Nafumi ponders the revelation of other worlds fighting the waves and Fitoria's words. So he also recruits Lysia into his party, who attempted to commit suicide by drowning after she kicked out of Itsuki's party due to false accusations against her. Itsuki, that's Spear here, right? No. Or was that Bo? Itsuki is Bo. Oh. Is it the same girl that threw the barrels? 
She no. was floating on one when the queen noticed and used the barrels. It gave the queen an idea to use the barrel. She was oh. floating on the barrel. So I guess the Tukis being a bitch boy and kicked her out and she was like, off with my own head. Uh, Basically. Because they lied about her. And now yeah. Fumi gets that. And then she got pulled into the Shield Heroes party? Yeah, okay. Yeah, I think he takes her in. So sailing back to the mainland, Nafumi takes up Muriel's reward, the Queen's Lordship of Sayet. Is that her? Is that the land? Sayet? Whatever. With people Nafumi trusts to rebuild it, Raftali expresses her feeling that this is a insurance should he die or go home. Though Nafumi reveals it's his new beginning with them. Oh, so he's gonna sweet. stay. Maybe I guess they're gonna have babies. I have a sneaky suspicion that Little if this semi-demi uh, babies, semi-demis, that's hilarious. <laughs> I feel like I've got a sneaky suspicion that he's gonna die if they ever choose to end the series. Right? That's like the ultimate heartstring, right? This isn't Game of Thrones. Don't do that. I'm calling it right now. He's gonna die, right? The ultimate sacrifice, the heartstring pull, and then he's gonna wake up in that library. And then we're gonna be left wondering, wait, was that real or was that not real? And then it's gonna be the worst ending to an No, nah, because I'm imagining this and it's really pissing me off. It's like it's literally like Game of Thrones all over. I'm gonna be disappointed. I've always bad. hated those endings where someone just wakes up from a, a bad dream and it's like, wait, hold on. It's like this whole movie was bullshit. Never ending story. I have no recollection of that movie. I'm sure I've seen it. It's that big, long dragon sock thing. <laughs> Am I right? It's not a sock. It's the, it, it's the big weenie dog dragon? The white one? He looks like Obi in the face, though. <laughs> <laughs> So as Nalfami and Raftalia oversee her village rebuilding, the other heroes resolve to become stronger than Nalfami. Meanwhile, Belokis, uh, slave trader, right? Belokis? Uh, yeah. Gains a secret new patron. Dun, dun, dun. Cliffhanger. And that ends season one. Yay. I'm hungry. Yeah, me too. I think when we take a break, we should go get the food. My belly's grumbling. So let's go ahead and close this out. Um, for anybody watching on Twitch, we will be back. We're going to take a little break and then come back and record episode 21, which is going to be the beginning of our fairy tale series, uh, season one. But as we close out, uh, follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash the Romeo Stone. That's where you can go to. Like, usually, we're playing video games fucking around uh but we're starting to do our live recordings on twitch uh you get it raw unedited and none of the weird shit we say edited out yet because it is unedited uh that's the only place that you're going to be able to see that especially video form and then we'll edit it out send it out to spotify apple Podcasts, and you get the the finished version there after i've remastered audio and, and all that stuff but yeah uh, Facebook, we have a Facebook group. Join us on there. Links in bio. Join our TikTok and Instagram. 
Take a second to leave us a five-star review on Spotify or wherever you're listening to us at. Hit that follow button, download the episodes, do all that crazy great free stuff that helps out the show. Send us in a voicemail or an email. All of that information is going to be in the bio. Uh, any arts inquiries, uh, reach out to Blue Room Media and ask Brandon. Tell him that we sent you. And this is going to close out our Shield Hero series. See ya!